In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. Motherhood Incorporated proudly presents Military Mom Talk Radio, live on Toginet.com. Co-hosted by Tina Gonzalez and Sandra Back, the owner of Motherhood Incorporated. Military Mom Talk Radio is here with a powerful platform for women to discuss their ideas, issues, and concerns with respect to the military lifestyle. Military Mom Talk Radio encourages you to share your experiences of being a military wife and mother. This show is dedicated to educating your family about the resources that are available in both the public and private sector. And we'll be sharing helpful information from women around the world. We'll cover everything military, from helping a family member cope with post-traumatic stress disorder, to navigating government programs dealing with family issues, to the struggles of deployment, along with being a working mother, both in and out of the home. This is Military Mom Talk Radio, and here are your hosts, Tina Gonzalez and Sandra Beck. Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I am here with Robin Boyd, and we're going to wish the Girl Scouts a happy birthday coming up. What do you say, Robin? Yay! Hi, Sandra. Yep, we're going to be 99 years old. I think we look pretty good for 99. (laughs) I think they look great for 99. I cannot believe. Wow, so next year is their 100th anniversary. Absolutely, and March 12th is our actual birth date, if you will. Um, and we are launching our, our our path, our journey to our 100th, and we are so excited about it. We have had so many changes in this organization, but yet our philosophy and our mission has just remained the same. And it's been um, it's been a wonderful journey, and uh, I'm looking forward to the next hundred. <laughs> If I could only, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's 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 an amazing thing, Robin. Were you a Girl Scout? Absolutely. You Absolutely. Were. I have been involved in Girl Scouting since 1961. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's amazing, Robin. We should be celebrating you, too. I'm that old. Yeah. Well, not that you're that old, <laughs> but, you know, but to be involved in Scouting since 1961 is I like... Did take- I took a little sabbatical, but nonetheless, I have been. Um, I was a Girl Scout all through my girl years, and um, I've been an adult leader. I have been in, in administration. Right now, I have been uh, the manager for our unit for um, a number of years now, so I do a lot of uh, administrative stuff and task groups and all that kind of stuff. That is so, so great, Robin. Yeah. That's so yeah. great. I it's, didn't make um, it to Girl Scouts. I had some problems with the girl. Well, not with the Girl Scouts. I had. Well, I was a brownie. Let's put it this way. I was a brownie, and um, I got to go to brownie camp where they were going to bridge to the Girl Scouts. Yes. And um, my little brother, or my older brother, probably my older brother, gave mm-hmm. me two little lady fingers. Do you know what those are? Yeah, absolutely. Little firecrackers. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I would go catch salamanders or like little lizards near my house and flick uh-huh. them in the head so they'd freeze. <laughs> and then I put the lady finger and lit it and put the salamander on it while everybody was and of course <laughs> blows the salamander across the <laughs> the park. Sandra, we don't have times. badges for that, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, you know, boy, you, you get sent home for that. <laughs> 
Yeah, you don't get badges for that. And then, you know, since I was a brownie, of course, I didn't I didn't get to go to Girl Scouts. Um, but then the next meeting, you know, they were talking about, like, respect for life, which is true. I mean, I, I support that mm-hmm. now. I didn't at the time. But um, then they gave, like, juice and cookies. And the troop leader, she punished me. I didn't. This <laughs> is so embarrassing, but I don't care. Who cares? She didn't give me juice and cookies. All the other kids got juice and cookies. And um, so I went and sat under the table. It was in our lunchroom, and I refused to come out. And then I kicked oh. um, the Girl Scout leader until she went away. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. The only really... thing that was awful. I mean, I was an awful kid. Uh, no, I was an awful kid. I just really wanted those cookies and juice. But um, they did relent because when we had the parade at the end of the year, the 4th mm-hmm. of July parade, mm-hmm. um they let me carry the G in Girl Scouts because oh. the G girl was sick, and I wore my brownie uniform, and that kind of made it all better. Oh. I'm well, still scarred by the juice and cookies, though, i got to tell you. <laughs> we, um, we really do have a lot of – I think what's, what's wonderful about Girl Scouting is seeing how every individual girl has something special, and that's kind of a, a test. To it right there. Every girl has something that makes her unique, something special, and something that's going to make her uh, outstanding as she grows older. And one of the things that we do try to do is is make sure that we're looking at um, every girl and giving every girl a chance who wants to be in uh, and do something that's going to interest her and um, make have her the, uh, give her the opportunity to be creative and um, excel in leadership. We really do have so many people who have gone on to incredible careers, and some have said that the reason why they are doing what they're doing now is because of the things that they experienced in Girl Scouting. Well, I agree. I mean, I you know, as much as I had my, you know, my, my cookie fiasco, um, yeah. and they didn't give out, you know, badges or what a patches is it patches you got it to depends put on, on what level uh it depends on what level you're at our daisies which are kindergarten and first graders they actually earn little petals and the 12 petals each petal stands for one component to the uh our law and um so those little petals are earned as they understand the concepts of the law we don't expect a five-year-old to remember the whole law but what we That's do hope true. the law is of the pack yeah they're going to understand the concept what does it mean to be a friend to someone what does it mean to respect someone so helping them understand those concepts are important um and as so you wouldn't give me a pedal for explosives <laughs> they would not but so, you know, I, did maybe. Be, <laughs> I did go on to be a boy scout leader i did i don't have girls and mm-hmm. i do have boys and i am the boy scout leader for my town for my age group so i, know you um, are. I will yeah. say that that even though my my brownie Girl Scout experience was a direct result of the poor leadership in our town, it had nothing to do with the Girl Scouts, mm-hmm. um, and she deserved being kicked. But um, it, you know, it's a really important part of growing up, whether it's scouting, whether it's Girl Scouts or Boy Scouts. And Absolutely. you know, I I want to, even though I make jokes about blowing things up and and not getting my cookies, I do recognize that scouting is really important, which is why my boys are both Boy Scouts and I am mm-hmm. the troop leader. Awesome opportunities for the kids, truly. Um, We have done so many interesting things over the years, and I just look forward to seeing every year I do a slideshow for our community. And each troop 
sends me things that they have done. And honest to goodness, I I will sit here and I'll get all weepy and I'll get all teary-eyed because I am looking at what some of these girls do, and they are just magnificent. I, I'm just as so I'm so proud to be involved with this organization. Uh, girls that reach out uh, to help people, girls who uh, develop training sessions for other girls, girls who uh, are helping people who have um, daughters who are imprisoned. We, our council has a whole uh, unit that goes in and helps women who are imprisoned who have dirt girls so that those children can experience Girl Scouting with their moms. Um, those kinds of things, truly reaching out to um, more than just immediate community. We really are reaching out to a lot, and then, let alone the military involvement that we have. Um, and I'm, well, and making the letters. I mean, the Girl Scouts or, you know, Motherhood Incorporated um, delivered over, like, 250 letters to absolutely. Operation Gratitude. And I would say, you know, what was so fun is, like, you know, the Boy Scouts, they were, like, you know, they drew pictures of, you know, themselves with, like, you know, guns and dogs and food mm-hmm. and but the mm-hmm. girls wrote the most beautiful letters, and, um, you know, we, they were so funny. In our council, too, we when our National Guard brings home uh, uh, units and whatnot, we have people who are there from our council, and we have this huge welcoming committee, and, yes, we bring cookies to them, but the fact that we're there and we um, welcome them and there's bodies to give hugs, and it, that's, it's so awesome. Just awesome. It is. It is. Yeah. Well, and I love the, you know, the, the, you know, we have to bring up. You can't bring up Girl Scouts without cookies. I mean, uh-huh. you know, the <laughs> the Samoas or I think they changed the name for them, didn't they? And the Samoans get mad. It depends on which bakery your council uses. There, in the whole country, there are only two bakers that uh, produce Girl Scout cookies. They are the only ones licensed to do so. ABC Bakers and Little Brownie Bakers. So each has thin mints, each has trefoils, but then with every other variety, they have a slightly different name. Ours is Lemon Chalet, and I think the other one is... So I'm not crazy, because I have been back east, and the cookies Mm -hmm. are named different than they are out here. They are, because you have the other baker. Yeah. Yeah. And but See, there we go. Two. We've solved one of the mysteries of Girl Scouts because <laughs> every once in a while I'm traveling and I'm like, I pick up some Girl Scout cookies, you know, on the East Coast, and they're different yep. than the Girl Scout cookies on the West Coast. Yep, and that's the reason why. Yeah, but they are all awesome, and they all go to support the girls. Not only do the girls get a little benefit, but the troop gets a benefit, and the council gets um, a benefit for programming. So that's well, and we get the cookies. So everybody, and then has. you get the cookies exactly. Yeah, how, a cookie how problem awesome I have. is that? <laughs> I think it's. I mean, I just think you know it's so much fun, and and you know, and I love walking out of the grocery store and you know seeing some little girl in a uniform, you know, shelling uh, cookies because. I'll tell you, the Boy Scouts sell popcorn. They don't have anything on the Girl Scouts with these cookies. Whoever well, does the marketing behind the cookies just is amazing. We just do have, and what's what's so awesome is the is the things, the opportunities that it gives the girls to do. So, and it, like I say, it goes directly to those girls in that council. It does not go to national, and that's pretty neat. That so, is pretty neat. Well, listen, yeah. I got to wrap us up and get us into break because yep. we have a great show today. Happy birthday, Girl Scouts! Wait, yes, yes, can't wait. We have Andy Grant of Give to the Troops, and we're oh, and Sandra, I think. Got a got a call waiting beep, I think. 
Oh, okay. Well, yep. it's all good. No, um, I think and, yeah, somebody cut out anyway. Okay. <laughs> well, we've got uh, Andy Grant from Give to the Troops. We've also got Oliver Kay, and he's from the Royal Military Academy. He's here in the States now. He was um, the Princess of Wales Royal Regiment, the Armored Tigers. We're going to have a lot of fun with him in the closing segment. Um, my name is Sandra Beck. I am the host of Military Mom Talk Radio, along with my delightful companion, Robin Boyd. And if you want to check us out on iTunes, you can go to Military Mom Talk Radio. You can also go to MilitaryMomTalkRadio.com or pick us up on our host station, Toginet, T-O-G-I-N-E-T.com. We will have Andy Grant coming with us after the break. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning. That's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Tina Gonzalez. And we'll be right back after these. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Be here for Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Trisha will dig deep into topics that matter most to women, inspiring women to make a change in their own lives and to make a difference in the world, and maybe even deep within their own hearts. Trisha is a wife, mom, speaker, family expert, and author of 24 books. For more information on Trisha and Living Inspired, go to her website, trishagoyer.com. That's T-R-I-C-I-A-G-O-Y-E-R.com. Trisha's vision is to be the voice of hope and possibility for women of all ages. Her intention is to serve ordinary women by encouraging extraordinary things with God's help. Trisha expresses real life, real hope for real women. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for you to be a rock star. Get ready to rock with Rock Talk and Kirk Deswalt and learn how to achieve rock star status in your industry every Tuesday afternoon at 2, 1 Central on toginet.com. Craig Deswalt is the creator of the Rock Star System for Success. Craig will share easy tips and strategies on how entrepreneurs and businesses can use outside-the-box marketing strategies to stand out from their competition. Each high-energy show will feature interviews with celebrity rock stars as well as business rock stars. For more on Craig, the show, and the Rockstar Marketing Boot Camps, check out the website, CraigDuswalt.com, so you can learn how to be perceived as an expert and celebrity in your field, so more people come to you to buy your services and products. Then, get ready to be a rock star with Rock Talk and Craig Duswalt. Tuesday afternoons at 2, 1 Central on Tuggynet.com. There ain't no doubt I love this land. God bless the USA. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on Tuggynet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front. With help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now, let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Tina Gonzalez and Sandra Beck. Hey, Military Moms. This is Sandra Beck, and I'm here today with Robin Boyd, and we are celebrating the 99th upcoming birthday of the Girl Scouts on today's show. 
And I think it's only fitting that Andy Grant, um, our guest today, was a Girl Scout, so we're going to talk a little bit about that among the other things that she did. But, Robin, are you there? I am, and I'm I'm going to say one of the reasons that I was so excited is that I noticed that Andy was at one of our world centers uh, in Switzerland, and I was at one of our world centers in Mexico. So I can't wait to talk to Andy, and I know she's here to talk about uh, Give to the Troops, but, boy, I sure would like to hear about Switzerland. Well, it's a good thing that we have, you know, we have time, you know, if I would would stop talking and let the guests speak. But I'm going to throw out, I'm going to throw out something, um, I'm going to throw out something to the public because when I look at Andy Grant's organization, which is Give to the Troops, and Carolyn Blaschek's group, which is Operation Gratitude, mm-hmm. um, I think that we need to issue, like, the Care Package Smackdown. Okay. And we're going to get, like, a ball pit, a dunk tank, and, like, those, you know, those big foam clubs you hit people with, you know, like, That's an American right. Gladiator? Yeah. yeah, we're going to yeah. put Andy Grant up against Carolyn Blaschek. And I'll tell you, Carolyn's small, but she's wiry. I haven't met Andy in person, but they both seem to be, like, cute, you know, fiery women. And, and I think they should just do, like, you know, Battle of the Gift Boxes. Oh, uh, well, I have a feeling that what they'll do is get together and just put out all the more gift boxes. What do you think, Andy? Are you there? <laughs> well, I must say, Carol and I are friends, and we've supported her organization, and we are non-competitive. In fact, we see eye-to-eye on everything. Our organizations just work differently, but um, she's a wonderful person, started a wonderful organization, and there will be no battle. She'll be on my side. I'll be on hers. Oh, see, and I was going to have this whole thing where it's like, you know, see how many people can send in letters, you know, and, um, you know, create this competition between, not between you two, because I do think, you know, Andy, you've been delightful in everything, you know, in preparation for today's show. And I do know Carol, and I've met her in person. I've been at her events. I mean, what you guys do is awesome. Um, but I just think it's so, so amazing that, you know, two women who are so – you know, you guys are really different in a lot of respects, and then you come up with this, like, great idea. You guys are bright and beautiful and, and loving and smart, and um, I just think it's really funny to have you guys go head-to-head because that's my <laughs> sense of humor. See, that's the Girl Scout in all of us. We are a team. Maybe a new. I don't think Sandra, you know, lit salamanders on fire or anything. <laughs> I mean, Carolyn did, or neither did I, anyway, when I was a Girl Scout. No, probably not. we got Carolyn and Andy and Robin, the perfect Girl Scouts, and I'll just sit over here being the only female Boy Scout leader in the world. But I will tell you, Andy, like, you know, the first year I did the Boy Scouts, um, you know, no, none of the dads would stand up and, and be the leader, so I I was like, okay, I'll do it by default. And um, I got the stink eye, I got to tell you, from a lot of the dads, you know, kind of, you know, there's a chick cruising on this male territory thing, and I retaliated by going to Staples and getting a bright pink Boy Scout folder. Ah. And I did. I walked in each month when, you know, to the meetings. Here I am with my pink folder and... um, you know, but scouting is really important. Scouting is important. I think it teaches us, whether it's Girl Scouts or Boy Scouts, just like, you know, whether it's Operation Gratitude or Give to the Troops, um, it's about making a difference, mobilizing our resources, and um, putting something out there that hasn't been done before. And that's what I want to open with, Andy, is, you know, give us the history of your organization. Feel free to plug the website shamelessly because we want people to donate money, items, letters, everything. Um, that your your organization stands for, and what made you start the organization? 
Well, I'm the well, wife of a U.S. Marine. He um, had gotten out of active duty, and we had moved to Connecticut. And after September 11th, he rejoined as a reservist and within a year was deployed. And um, I was very anxious. He was the only one in our town. He's the first one to be deployed. Nobody knew what to expect. And um, I think to calm my nerves, I decided I needed to do something. I'd also lived overseas and worked for the State Department and the Foreign Service and the Department of Defense, so I knew what it was like not to get items from home. But needless to say, I was at a safe embassy without bullets flying over my head. So I was very anxious, and this really started in the basement of my 800-square-foot home, which I no longer live at, um, but it was amazing. It, it started in December of 2002. Um, Carolyn and I met. Carolyn and I met later on. We're, we're, I'm on the East Coast. She's on the West Coast, and um, I decided to start sending care packages. And word caught on, and before you knew it, we had branches in several states. That is so amazing. That is. So By the amazing. way, I was also a Boy Scout leader too. I got suckered into yeah. it because none of the ads would do it. But I only did it for a year. <laughs> My son didn't like it. Not a girl. We love that. We love women making a difference, even if it is in the Boy Scouts. Um, so what makes your organization different? You know, I tease you, and I, you know, and I, I know it's an awful way to bring you on a radio show and, you know, have you go head-to-head with Carolyn. And I, I just want to say again, I think you guys are both fantastic. Your organizations do wonderful work, and um, but you guys are different. You guys do do different things. We are very, very different. Um, whereas Carolyn will send to individuals what our organization does um, is we send very large 65 to 70 pound boxes to an entire unit of troops. And it's not just what we think that they might like, we actually send over special requests. And these are large boxes. Um, we send over things such as microwaves, video systems, television sets, you name it. Very unique requests. And Carolyn's often referred those people to us because um, they can't fit inside, the items can't fit inside the boxes that she sends. The, oh, sure, um, yeah, Carolyn's stuff are like these little shipping boxes. They're like, you know, for those listening in, they're like 12 to 14 inches by about 6 inches. And you have sent some, some really big stuff. What was the largest, uh, what's the largest um, item you've ever shipped over Well, I would say, um, well, we shipped over two Bowflex machines. One sits in Fallujah, Iraq right now. The other one uh, was part of the 82nd Airborne that sits in Afghanistan, I'm not quite sure where. I shipped over a huge wrestling mat. Uh, bills of lading on this with, I mean, I learned a lot of stuff about shipping. Um, <laughs> we also ship over golf clubs. We've shipped over half a million golf clubs that have been refurbished with our program, and we actually will find out from the troops what iron or club they need because we have an entire warehouse dedicated with volunteers who know all about golf so that if someone's left-handed or right-handed or needs a putter or whatever, they get their golf clubs. And we also have sent over slushing machines, which have been great in the summertime. So oh, the largest thing, yeah, the yeah. largest thing was the uh, Bowflex machine. However, those were disassembled into 11 different boxes. So put together, it's the largest thing, but uh, the slushing machines were also weighed a lot. So did the wrestling mat, and so, of course, did the golf clubs. So I can imagine. So so wait, so we fatten them up with the slushy machines over the yep. summer. Then you send them the Bowflex, and all 11 boxes of the Bowflex, they all got where they needed to go so they could put that thing together? Um, that's correct. And then, of course, the wrestling that's- mat, too, so they could, you know, work off the slushy. 
despair. I mean, but that's so fun. I mean, like when you think of like, uh, you know, I think of all the stuff, you know, over the years we've had, you know, people on the show and the stories that the, you know, the the Marines and the soldiers have told us. And it's like, who would think, like, and, and where are you from originally? Um, well, I was born in New York, but I was raised in southern Connecticut and um, lived there. But I lived overseas for about 15 years and studied abroad. And um, then I came back about 14 years ago. So um, I guess you could say Connecticut's mainly my my home. Okay, so you so you you're you're and how tall are you? Oh God, I'm five foot two, and that's kind of. I cheating. knew you were a little peanut. You and you and Carolyn Blaschek are tiny. You know, Robin is like what are you four foot three or something like that. Oh, Robin? cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not quite that bad. I'm four foot eight. <laughs> four foot eight. Okay, Robin's four foot eight. But you know, I just to me, you guys are like these little like you know powerhouse like powerhouse packages because in your wildest dreams, Andy, you know, at five foot two East Coast chick, would you ever think that you would send? two Bowflex machines, a wrestling mat, half a million golf clubs, you know, two men serving in battle, and women, too. Well, I never even thought I would be doing what I'm doing. This is a project of love, and I guess I'm a very good motivator. Um, I give a lot of speeches. People get so excited. They want to get involved. People from other states start calling and writing, and before you know it, I'm networking. Um, You would ask what makes us special and one of the other things is that we work with all sorts of people who want to make donations so if i have ladies making quilts like the person speaking before on the phone we will send those over to the wounded um, or the troops themselves or even the foreign nationals because many of our troops ask us for items for the orphanages that they either work at a combat support hospital or they work at an orphanage and they need whether it's beanie babies or clothes or you know specific items um like quilts, and we'll send those over, too. Um, so we do take all sorts of donations that a lot of, you know, organizations might not take. We are very personalized. I know we're big, but I try to keep it grassroots for a reason because um, I don't want to be a factory. I don't want to be an assembly line. I want people to really feel involved. I don't care what state you're in or what age you're in. One of the members on our board has polio and is in a, is in a scooter. Uh, we have several people that are you know, very elderly and people that have disabilities, and they are able to participate. So there's no excuse for anyone not to get involved. Um, we also have our program going on all year long. So it's ongoing. We have a programs page which lists all sorts of programs that we have. Uh, we don't just send a couple times a year. Um, and like I said, every package will be different according to how many are in the unit, what they need, where they are and their living conditions, um, whether or not their commanding officer allows them to accept certain things. Um, so each box is different. And that's so amazing, Andy, you know, because I think of the stuff I do for children's charities and, you know, we'll support like a group home and, you know, try to get individualized everything, you know, trying to make it individualized. That's an enormous amount of work. And, you know, I really want to thank you and applaud you and honor you for the work that you've done um, over the years. And we're going to help you with your donations, help you, you know, get your items, help you get the word out. We're here today, Robin Boyd and Sandra Beck on Military Mom Talk Radio with Andy Grant of Give to the Troops. Check it out, givetothetroops.org. You can hear us on TogiNet. You can find us on iTunes. You can go to militarymomtalkradio.com if you missed earlier parts of this show or other broadcasts. 
When we come back from the break, we've learned how Andy has shipped both flex machines, wrestling matches, uh, a wrestling mat, and a slushy machine, and half a million golf clubs, which I think is crazy. But God bless her, and um, we're going to talk about Ziploc bags when we come back. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system, keeping the home fires burning? That's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Tina Gonzalez. And we'll be right back after these. Come be a part of Pat Sloan's Creative Talk Radio. Her goal is to inspire you to be creative every day. Pat Sloan's Creative Talk Radio, Monday afternoons at 4, 3 Central on Toginet.com. Pat lives and breathes being creative through her quilt design business, but her creativity and interests have no bounds. On her show, she'll be introducing us to guests through interviews and talks that have a creative life. We'll learn more about what goes on in the world of quilting. And since Pat, like many of us, is creative in many ways, she'll also introduce us to creative people in other crafts like knitting, crochet, paper arts, and lots more. Pat is also an author, a lecturer, designer, and cheerleader of many. She's tried her hand at making almost everything you can think of and does many crafts to keep her inspired to create. Check out her website, patsloan.com. What makes Pat most happy is to inspire others to be creative every day. So join us for Pat Sloan's Creative Talk Radio, Monday afternoons at 4, 3 Central on Toginet.com. It's time to get your boots on with the Boot Campaign with hosts Megan Roth and Bailey Gray, Thursdays at noon, 1 Central on Toginet.com, sponsored by Austin Bank. The whole point of the Boot Campaign is to continue the true grassroots initiative developed by a group of patriotic women known as the Boot Girls. Inspired by the true story of Marcus Luttrell, the lone survivor, the Boot Girls got started with celebrities but want every American to get your boots on by purchasing a pair of the Give Back Combat Boots. The campaign's motto is simple. When they come back, we give back. For more on the Boot Campaign, go to the website, bootcampaign.com. The Boot Campaign Get Your Boots On Show will feature discussions on current events impacting the lives of active duty and retired military, interviews with our nation's war heroes, medical professionals, and celebrities who have put their boots on. Do your part and join us for The Boot Campaign Get Your Boots On Show with Megan Roth and Baby Gray, Thursdays at noon, 1 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Put a boot in your ass, it's a Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on Toginet.com, covering topics to help on the home front, with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now, let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Tina Gonzalez and Sandra Beck. Courtesy. Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd, and in addition to making fun of my tiny little co-host and my short guest today, um, I want you guys to go to givetothetroops.org, and you will see Andy Grant stuffed in a shipping box, and there's actually room to spare. Who's in the box with you, Andy? That is the mother of um, an Army soldier who is was deployed and now has another army soldier who is deployed to Afghanistan right now. So she's a volunteer. She's a volunteer for years. That's great. That is 
You know, and Andy, you know, when I go to your site, which you guys check it out, give to the troops, that's with the number two, give to the troops.org. Um, you can see the thank yous, you can see, you know, the shipping boxes, you can see what, um, you know, kind of what's going on, which is really cool. But I got to ask you, what's with the dog bones? Okay, we have a canine program um, with Give to the Troops, and right now we are supporting, I believe, every canine unit over there. So um, on our programs page, the canine unit um, is called Caters for Our Canines. That's one of our ongoing programs. You will see that we ship over dog beds, which are enormous. They're probably like me and Sandra and Robin put together, uh, <laughs> very heavy as well. Um, we will ship over all sorts of things that they need, doggles, and you have to really check out the programs page. It's adorable to see these German shepherds wearing these little glasses, but that is to prevent, you know, sh- they're shatterproof, uh, not necessarily bulletproof, but they will um, prevent a lot of debris from going in the dog's eyes, especially during sandstorms. And um, our, one of our very first canine handlers was back in 2003, and that's when we started the special request for the dogs. Little did I know that he had to tell all his friends and replacements that, oh, there's a scoop, and they'll buy you dog beds, and they'll do it. So next thing you know, we have a lot of dog lovers, and we actually have support from several um, nonprofit dog organizations that will help us um, get these things over there as far as monetary donations, because they're very expensive to ship over. But we do take care of all of our canines over there. They're just as important as their handlers. Absolutely. I mean, we've had freedom dogs on here. We've had, you know, the for the dogs serving over there. But i got to tell you, Andy, you know, when I went to your site for the first time, I went down the side. I'm like, da-da-da-da-da. Oh, look, good, 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 good. This is great. This is great. Um, but I was really amazed at the number of annual programs. I mean, we go from Warma Troops Heart Drive, which is your Valentine's Day in the winter drive. Then you go to do an Easter and Passover one. Then there's one for Mother's Day for Father's Day. I'm going to read them all down because it's a Amazing. Beat the heat campaign, fall into the holidays with the troops, the winter holiday drive. Then you have um, a sponsorship for, for recreation and fun. Is that for your sports equipment? Correct. Some of our large like baseball bats and things like that. Um, yeah, but we ask for help to get that over there. Also, uh, the turf to make uh, for golf. We, we send over the golf course items. If my phone is beeping, I'm sorry. I forgot to turn off call waiting. Um, that's okay. The, um, we will ship over the turf, for, and so that's rolled up or sometimes materials for them to make their own little tee-off area. So that money will go to help pay um, for the postage for those boxes. Right, and that's the tee-off for the troops. Correct. talks about the cater to the canines. Now, there's a couple more here. We've got the send a banner of support. That's a yep. personal support message. Now, what is mm-hmm. that? Well... Um, our boxes are so large that we've encouraged many um, volunteers, Girl Scouts, Boy Scouts, large companies, to make banners, to sign them. We even have preschools and Sunday schools that do this. And we will take every banner that is sent to us and we will fold it, since the boxes are very big, we can probably fold it just in quarters, and it will go inside the box and it will go to a unit of troops. What's really neat is sometimes they'll send a picture back holding the banner that that school or that company made. In fact, we just got one um, back recently. Um, The company came with five banners and we got a picture of one of the troops sending it back. These guys and gals are really busy. We're not expecting them to send us photos and letters back, but it's amazing the feedback that we get. So we encourage people 
even your radio station, everybody should just uh, make cards, make banners, make posters, send them to us. We've sent over 40 million cards and letters because we partnered with Xerox. Um, and so they also send us postcards. Uh, and the banners, we've, I don't know, maybe four or 5,000 banners. And a lot of them stay up in the tents and uh, different areas um, in different parts of Iraq and Afghanistan and other combat zones. Well, it's amazing, you know, when you talk about, um, you know, the banners and the power of um, of banners and, and what they can do. Because if you go into my living room, I have a two-story living room, and hanging in there is, um, it's a banner actually made by the, um, I, I used to own a company that would send entertainment to, um, to the uh, military installations over there. And a group in Mosul, Iraq, um, in November of 2004, made me a flag, like a full-size flag. It's mm-hmm. red, white, and black. It says combat comics on it. It's the coolest, and it's hanging in my living room, which is the most prominent position in my house. And, um, you know, you just go, my gosh, you know, all we did was send over what we were contracted to do. You sent this back, and, you know, so you can't underestimate the power of the banners. And every time I get up in the morning and I walk down, I look at that, and I see it, um, it makes a huge difference. And, oh. you know, when I... Look at your programs, because you have not only the banner program, you know, we get involved in, there's a thing for the ladies, the, the military women, the female troops. Mm-hmm. There's a movie night, yeah. and there's the the one with the coffee and donuts, of course, got my eye. Because um, <laughs> we want the Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> yeah, the Girl Scout cookies in that picture. Uh, but the thing is, there's something for everyone. Like, you know, when I flip down through here, I'm thinking, oh, okay, well, maybe I'm not, you know, the Beat the Heat campaign or the, you know, seasonal site suites holiday drive. But when I saw that banner thing, I'm like, I could do the banner. Or the canine one, because I have four rescue dogs. And, um, you know, I would so... There's something here for everyone. I think that's what I would like to encourage our listeners today to go to the website, which is Give to the Troops, Give to the number two, thetroops.org, and get yourself involved and get your groups involved, your preschools, your church groups, your, um, your uh, like I think of Meadowlark, my school, they did a, a letter drive campaign. We'll do one for you this year, too. Great. Um, Great. But. There's so much you can do, and we're not talking about even at this point opening up your wallet and writing a check. That's, um, I mean, we'd like you to do that too, but, but just there's so much to do. One of the um, unique things on the um, the Christmas slash Hanukkah drive is uh, I came up with the idea of having school children write notes and making these paper garlands that the troops could put around the the artificial Christmas trees that we send over or just to decorate the inside of a ship. And the troops loved them. And each little link had a note written by a child. And, of course, we we have a document that we send to teachers, and it's called Rules for Schools. It works pretty much for everybody, trying to explain the difference between the word soldier and when to use it, when not to use it, and what to say and what not to say. And children write the cutest things. Sometimes they write, you know, things that aren't morally uplifting, like, I hope you don't die. So we don't want those types of things. So we have a document that guide um, companies. I mean, just because it started for schools, we, we also tell people on there, the troops are probably not going to write you back. You know, they're so busy. They don't have enough time to write back their families. But if they do write back, they write back to our organization and they write back 
collectively for everyone who's helped, whether you were a volunteer, a donor, somebody that packed the stuff in the box, um, gave money to help pay for the postage, and that gets posted on our website. And sometimes those those links, those paper garlands uh, that we put in there have been sent, photos have been sent back. And I really do hope the school children and people that made those got a chance to see them. You know, but even if they didn't, Andy, I mean, what we teach, like I saw this in doing the letter writing campaign at my elementary school in my kids' class. I also did it through the local Girl Scout chapter and the local Boy Scout chapter. Um, Yeah, some of the letters the kids wrote, I mean, they were hilarious. I mean, they were so funny. But we're teaching our kids, too, to give without any expectation of getting back. And sure, it's great, you know, when somebody writes back or we see a picture. Right. Um, But I can tell you from talking to the kids that were involved in my letter writing campaign, um, it gave a whole new meaning to when they would see something on the TV, would see a picture of a soldier in a magazine, and, you know, I remember one of my little Boy Scout boys going, hey, I wrote him. I wrote the Time magazine. It's like, you probably didn't write him, but to him, you know, in his, like, you know, seven-year-old frame of reference, you know, he did his part. He did, he made a difference, and, you know, and I think that's such a wonderful opportunity. You know, we are Military Mom Talk Radio. We are moms first and foremost. Um, it's a wonderful opportunity to get your kids involved where you really need nothing other than, you know, some crayons, a pencil, and a piece of paper. And I don't know many organizations that you can get your kids involved in today that don't need a uniform, that don't need a $150 check or 300 which was what it was for my kid to play baseball this year. Um you, you forgot know, the Ziploc bags that we look for, too, that children can do? Oh, okay, good, Ziplocs. Um, quickly, because we've only got a couple minutes to break, and, and um, Andy, I'll let you talk through to, to the close if you need it. Talk to me about Ziplocs. Well, the Ziploc bag started when my husband was deployed, and I asked him what he needed, and typical Marines said, we're fine, we'll take care of ourselves. Well, the you know, I was a wife and a mom, and said, no, you won't, you better tell me what you need. So he finally said, okay, you know, we need um, plastic Ziploc bags, and I said, well, what do you need those for? And he said, well, to put our magazines in. Typical person that I was, I'm thinking magazines like that you read. No, these are magazines for rifles. That's what you what have the bullets oh. in them. And then he said, <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, well, this is, I, teach, like, you know, I, I do a lot of teaching. Magazine in there. <laughs> yeah. And he said, we also need them for our skivvies, which most military people know, especially in the Marine Corps, that that means their underwear, their dirty underwear when they're on patrol. So because I was paying for the postage, I ripped off the cardboard and I just put all these blank Ziploc bags on the top of the box. It looked so impersonal that I grabbed a Sharpie Magic marker and wrote an uplifting message on each Ziploc bag. Oh, this my is, this has become our motto because people would carry those bags with them wherever they were, and it was like carrying a letter around. You constantly saw, God bless you or thank you for your service. And we also have a document that we send out to people with 50 different things that they can write if they can't think of what to say, or the children make stickers and they decorate the bags. When they send so you want gallon us, size or sandwich bags? Or, we like or the gallon size, and they should be Ziploc freezer. And that is, um, that is because things can get punctured, but also, um, you know, you really do want to make sure that sand doesn't get into any part of their, of their rifle and, um, you know, the, whatever they're using them for. When we ship things over, in case they explode, which things can leak, even if you shut the cap. Andy, we, we got to go ep- to break. We're going to bring you back for another um, episode. It's been okay. great to have you as our guest. Um, we'll bring you back because we really want to get um, we want to get more to the things that the troops need, and we'll promote you in the next segment. Okay, thank you. 
Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? That's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Tina Gonzalez. And we'll be right back after these. Girlfriended is on Toginet. Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central. With your hosts, Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan. This show is your chance to share, learn, laugh, and connect with other women. The Girlfriended principle was born out of loss. Lisa had recently had her mother pass away from cancer. And my mom um, was murdered. A man just walking into a room and started a 23-second shooting spree. I think one of the things we both realized going through those tragedies is that you can be extremely okay and be extremely sad. Check out Girlfriended.com. And then be a part of Girlfriended, the radio show, Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central. You know, your boyfriend or, or your husband or whatever, they don't totally understand that emotional side to a woman like another woman does. And I think that's so important just to have somebody that you go, she gets me. Check out the website, Girlfriended.com. Don't miss Girlfriended with Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan. Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central on Toginet.com. Every day answers and miracles with Shannon Pinlock. Friday afternoons at 2, 1 central on toginet.com. Life after an autism spectrum diagnosis doesn't have to be difficult. It can be joyful, happy, and filled with hope. Join Shannon Penrod, author, speaker, coach, and mom of a six-year-old recovering from autism for this inspirational hour of hope. She's even authored a series of children's autism books with her son, Jim. For more information about the books, Shannon, and Everyday Autism Miracles, go to her website, shannonpenrod.com. From there, you can also get to her other websites, blogs, and connections. On Everyday Autism Miracles, you'll hear stories from parents whose children have made miraculous strides. You'll also get the inside dish on therapies, treatments, supplements, and how to get funding to help you afford them. Miracles abound in the autism community. So tune in for Everyday Autism Miracles to listen, share, laugh, and surround yourself with hope. Everyday Autism Miracles with Shannon Penrod. Friday afternoons at 2, 1 central on Togenet.com. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on Toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now, let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Tina Gonzalez and Sandra Beck. Hey, Military Moms. This is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd today, and we want to wish the Girl Scouts a happy 99th upcoming birthday. We had Andy Grant on. She's going to come along with the American Red Cross, and um, we're going to talk some more to Andy about the amazing things that she's done. And I want to put out to anyone listening today that if your kids want to decorate gallon-sized Freezer Ziploc bags. They can be used to to um, buy our troops for a variety of things, to hold magazines, which are, you know, you guys know they're parts of guns, and um, they can put their skivvies in them. They can do a lot of things to keep the sand out. Um, they also can be decorated with Sharpie markers and stickers, and what a great, great project for the Girl Scouts, huh, Rob? Absolutely, we do. We do lots of things like that, and that's just perfect. Um, and her website is so easy to navigate and to get the information of right where to send it. Um, just go on givetothetroops.org and you'll get all the information. 
It, it's a great thing. It's a great thing. And I can't wait to have her back um, because I just think, you know, anybody that has the wherewithal to uh, ship a Bowflex, actually two Bowflex machines, a wrestling <laughs> mat, uh, what is it, golf clubs, microwaves, there's a whole bunch of other things. I'm sure maybe a margarita machine, who knows. Um but to send all those things over to the troops um, is really just a lot of fun to have on. And then we can we can talk to her, too, more about her Girl Scout stuff. What do you think, Rob? Absolutely, next week. And she does. She's got lots more to offer. So I can't wait to connect with her next week. Great. Great. Well, meantime, you know what? We're going to raise the height level to six foot two. We've had our, <laughs> like, what, four foot eight, five foot two. We're getting taller. Um, maybe next week we'll have Manute Ball on. Um, but we're going to welcome Ollie Kay. He's Hi, 29 Ollie. years old. Uh, <laughs> he's six foot two. Are you a boy? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, I'm six foot two. Six foot two, yep. Towering, towering. Royal Military Academy. In uh, 2006, where you joined the 1st Battalion, is that correct? Yes, I was in the uh, 1st Battalion, the Princess of Wales' Royal Regiment, which is a uh, British Army uh, infantry unit. That is so interesting. And so how did you come, um, you know, and you're Ollie, well, you're Oliver Kay. I'm going to call you Ollie if that's okay. Um, you're yeah, now that's... in a program with UCLA, and you were in CSUN's ROTC. Can you just give us a little bit of a rundown on your background prior to coming to the U.S. and then coming to the U.S.? Yeah, certainly. Um, I was um, many moons ago. Um, I was at university in England, and uh, I contracted Lyme's disease and meningitis. Um, and uh, I wanted to go back to back into university to finish my degree. And uh, but at the same time, I wanted to join the army. And they said, "Well, if you want to join the army and you want to get in the infantry, we have a, a sort of general cut-off age at past 25." Um, so I looked at my my options and decided that I wanted to go. For straight into the military as an officer, um, and then uh, come back and do my degree later on in my life, uh, which is what I did. So in 2005, I was at Sandhurst, which is the equivalent of West Point over here in the U.S. Um, I studied there for a year, um, got my commission, uh, became a second lieutenant, as we call it. They call it lieutenant over here. Um, and, um, and then I deployed with my unit in Iraq in 2008 to 2009, um, and then I resigned my commission in 2009 and moved over here with my wife, Catherine, and uh, hence why I'm here at UCLA. So you served in Iraq in 2009, but that was for the British Army? Yes, that's correct, yeah. Okay, so you moved to the U.S. in um, August, and you went um, from there you went to Cal State Northridge? Yes, that's right. Um, yeah, in August 2009, um, I went to um, Northridge University. I was there for a year. Um, and then I managed to get into UCLA, and uh, which which is where I am now. Um, and I'm majoring in Arabic at the moment in my second year. Wow. Ollie, what was so, it that brought you to California? Um, it was a combination of factors, really. Um, I mean, firstly, my wife is from uh, California; she's from Los Angeles, um, and uh, so that's a good a reason as any. Uh, but I think it's mainly because um, I mean there are very different things going on. Uh, with my military career back in England. Um, my wife at the time was in England. She moved over there to do a master's degree for two years, and we both decided that we wanted to raise a family at some stage, and I wanted to go back to university. Um, and at the time, my career was um, was kind of a little bit of a, a stalemate in, in my view, and I wanted to look for something different. And so we both decided to start a new life over here in the U.S. 
So I came over here and managed to get into university, and now I'm here enjoying it and studying hard. Wow. Well, welcome. Now, is there, a, you know, and this is probably a stupid question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Um, how, you know, is it is the British military very different than the U.S. military, or did you find that you had a seamless transition? I mean, what are you finding? Um, I'm finding it difficult because I have to uh, repeat everything about three or four times because no one can really understand me. Um, oh, the language. Sort of problem. Yeah, I think it's my accent <laughs> Did as well. Did you say Ali? Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so wait a minute. Uh, now you're, and you're studying Arabic. So you're going to have Arabic with an English language living in the United States. Am, am I getting this all down? Yep, that's right. Yep. That's and fantastic. Uh, and it's, it's quite amusing as well. It's quite annoying when people say, uh, hey, man, you're Australian? I'm like, no. I mean, that's the worst thing you can say to an Englishman. Um, South so, uh, I, I, exactly, all South African. So I get that quite a lot. But um, I find that the differences between the military, I mean, they're pretty much the same. I mean, obviously, um, US, there's a lot of the uh, sort of tactics, procedures, et cetera, and, and uh, traditions have been uh, mimicked off the British Army. Um, but at the end of the day, it's literally a different accent. We're in a different red, white, and blue in a different camouflage. Um, so uh, it's it's pretty much the same. Although... Physically wise, I mean, American soldiers are a lot earlier, a lot bigger, more robust with their muscles, um, whereas British soldiers are, are better with sort of endurance-wise. I mean, if, if you're thinking of running long distances or whatever, so those, that's the sort of physical side I've seen that's different. Um, but everything's pretty much the same. Well, and Ali, I can tell you, my best friend is married to a guy from Liverpool, and the the I took him one time with me to Flagstaff, which is in Arizona, uh, mm-hmm. to see the Grand Canyon, and he wanted tea, and he wanted, uh, well, we call it twinnings. He called it twinings, and, you know, we kept going around, and I thought he was going to punch out, you know, the cash register people because everybody looked at him like he was speaking, you know, some, like, Martian dialect, and um, it was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. I mean, it's funny for me. It's not funny for you, um, just, you know, from a language standpoint, um, but I just applaud you for everything that you're doing and, um, you know, putting up with us ignorant Americans at time that, you know, can't seem to understand even the most rudimentary of accents. Um, um, you it's are... very true, actually, about... <laughs> it's very it true about true. the tea. Um, my, my wife and my mother-in-law, um, they, they always have to make a proper cup of tea for me. And I've even, oh. caught a, I've even started a trend here at UCLA. I've got a few friends that are, are sort of forced to drink tea the English way. And uh, they it's, don't really get uh, much know... choice on that tea. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. I tried to poison Tony with all these, like, I brought him all this English food, you know, because there's great um, English, uh, there's English grocery stores here in Los Angeles that they don't have in rural New Mexico. And I sent him all this stuff over there and poisoned him because I don't think I packed it properly. But, you know, we do our best with the English food. So let me ask you, you're doing some fundraising, and if I had you on longer, I'd really pick on you, but I'm not going to today. I'm going to um, give you some time to talk about your past and current fundraising for veterans, and why is this so important to you? Um, well, when I moved over to the U.S., um, I've been granted my citizenship as of last December, um, and uh, I wanted to give something back to the U.S., and uh, I was keen to run the L.A. Marathon last March. Uh, that's in 2010. And uh, I wanted to run for a charity, and I looked at the different list of charities online. I thought, this, when I saw U.S. Vets, I thought, well, I mean, that's just exactly who I want to run for. I mean, I can actually sort of relate to a lot of the veterans. Um, a lot of veterans come back from tour um, in Afghanistan, Iraq, and uh, 
suffer from PTSD. And um, this post-traumatic stress disorder um, is, is, is very difficult to, to deal with. And uh, I found myself coming back from the tour. Um, a lot of people, a lot of civilians didn't really understand what it is that soldiers go through. Um, so, and I noticed as well in the U.S. that this uh, organization, U.S. Vets, um, have a fantastic opportunity to offer veterans the chance to sort of get their lives back on track. Um, so I decided that if I could run the marathon for them and raise some money through friends and family, then uh, I'm sort of playing my little bit, um, which I did last year. And I, I just about managed to crawl over the finish line um, and I raised six and a half thousand dollars. And I'm doing this again this year in just under two weeks. And I'm currently at two and a half thousand. So I'm hoping to raise as much as possible um, to give so back. So your goal to the is to raise... Your goal is to raise ten thousand. You raised six thousand five hundred for U.S. veterans last year. You finished your marathon in four hours and two minutes. And I'm really sorry to ask you to do this, but you're going to have to tell that whole story over again because we didn't understand a word you said. <laughs> you what I mean about repeating? <laughs> Boy, it was like dead air right there. But we want to go to firstgiving.com, F I R S T G I V I N G dot com, and you're going to go front slash Oliver K, and that is spelled O L I V E R K K A Y, and this is the website that is going to support. Um, Oliver, Ali Kay, our guest today, in raising money for U.S. veterans. And um, for those of you who have just uh, joined us, he was commissioned in the Royal Military Academy, Sandhurst, which is like our West Point, um, was in the Princess of Wales Royal Regiment. He came here to the U.S. after serving in Iraq in April 2009 for the British Army. He is now serving um, our U.S. military, and he's completed his basic combat training at Fort Letter Wood, and he is raised money for U.S. veterans, which I think is really outstanding. I'm going to give that website again, firstgiving.com, front slash Oliver K. For those of you that, um, to our website, Robin, are we going to put it up on militarymomtalkradio.com? I do have it up there as we speak. We have it, Seek. So he has raised $2,500. We're going to try to get to 4000 It would be great to get to $10,000. we are hoping that anybody out there who is a corporate sponsor or wants to donate, go to militarymomtalkradio.com. You can find the link or go to First Giving, front slash Oliver K, K-A-Y. My name is Sandra Beck. I am the host of Military Mom Talk Radio along with Robin Boyd. And, Robin, we're going to have the Red Cross next week. We're also going to have Andy Grant come back and talk about uh, give to the troops.org. Uh, should I make you sing happy birthday to the Girl Scouts? <laughs> no, but I'm sure if anybody wants more information about the Girl Scouts, it's www.girlscouts.org. <laughs> 